Greg Bakken on. If you're not listening to that at 10 o'clock at night, it's fantastic. We'll turn your mic on. There you go. There, Greg, fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for saying the kind words. A quick note to Brett. Are we broadcasting audio on the stream then? We are, yes. Okay. Dr. Joe might not just be listening to me. <laughs> wondering about that. Uh, you, of course, uh, that, that, what, have you had anything new that has been like, okie dokie, yeah, that's, that's incredible. N- nothing, in- nothing incredible. I think uh, the big news lately has been, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, where uh, people in Miami, at a shopping mall in Miami, uh, th- there's this call for uh, a ton of police officers to come to a mall in Miami. The, the complaint was that people are fighting with sticks, whatever that means. Okay. And it turned into uh, people believing that it's actually aliens there, ten foot tall aliens there that are uh, uh, whatever for whatever reason. That's what the story morphed into. And there is, I like the tall ladies. So, yeah, well, you know, you know it, I mean, it, it, I heard, it is it is Miami. There are very <laughs> statuesque women down there. Well, you know, they 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 like the glam, the high heels. So I'm assuming that's really what it all turns out to be. You know, I believe a lot of crap. Okay, okay. I don't believe this for a second. Okay, if I'm going, if I'm an alien. I'm not going to Florida, okay? Well, if you want to be amongst your own. Well, it's, it's you know, you could ha- kind of <laughs> saw that guy with the weird head. Uh, which, you know, which one? So. I'm, I mean, I kind of get why they're out in the middle of New Mexico. Because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I can kind of come down, you know, study the atmosphere, what's like some of the, the animal life. Northern Canada, sure, gotcha, no problem. Miami? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either, and uh, it's... There's nothing to it, and unfortunately, I'm still waiting for that moment of like, uh, okay, I can't, I can't say no to this. This is pretty incredible. I was over at Knollwood today, oh, and yeah. there was a ton of police cars. Could have been tall aliens. I, I don't I, know. I don't know. Well, did you see them? No, I didn't see the then, aliens. Then, then probably not. Well, I was in produce over at Cub. Oh. I, you know, it's, it's, it's not exactly aliens. Ethel was there. She's an elderly woman, and she is, she's a regular shopper. I wanna I wanna use that. The next time someone asked me what I was up to, I was at produce at Cub. I was at produce. I, I, Cub. Just, I just that's great. I love that. Um, you and I uh, are big Doctor Who fans. And we've had you on the air to talk about Doctor Who. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. I really do love the show. This weekend, um, it is the they, they've got their little conference in, here in town, the convention, right? Yep, council room over at the uh, was at the Marriott over by the airport. I got to actually look. I, I you know it's one of those things I go to every year, so I know where it is. Mm-hmm. But what the name of the hotel is, I always get uh, uh, kind of confused about. But it's at the Hilton MSP Airport uh, by Mall of America. So right. yeah. Well, if you want to see aliens, you go to the Mall of America. You'll be okay. It's nice. It's, it's nice that they tie it in over there, though. That can we bring in for the tourism? That's for sure. That and also, I mean, they have a lot of guests from the UK that come in, uh, like uh, the stars. Yeah, and we have this year. They have who? Uh, Sylvester in? McCoy, the seventh doctor. The seventh doctor. Remotely, they're going to have Sophie Aldred, who I've. Uh, Interviewed a couple times myself. Mm-hmm. She's she's amazing, and she was in Power of the Doctor, uh-huh. uh, and then uh, Lisa Bowerman, who had been uh, she. If if you only watched the TV series, you'd have seen her on uh, the episode of the story called Survival, the last of the classic series. Yes, uh, she played. Uh, one of the people that were turned into the tigers. Uh, yeah, we're we're really talking geek at the moment. Yeah, we're, we're, I, I'm losing your listeners. No, I think. No, you're just you're, it's you're, you're turning into a tiger, 
and then attacking them all in Miami. That's what happened. That's that's really the thread here. Um, Sylvester McCoy, and as a matter of fact, we should remind people as well. Not only uh, some of these guys have had um, you know fairly decent careers, both in. Doctor mm-hmm. Who, outside of Doctor Who, a lot of the, the a lot of the, uh, um, the the guest stars have gone on to ma- major success. Huge. Yeah, Carrie Mulligan was just one of the ones I was thinking about before. Oh yeah. Um, the but the when when I go back to Sylvester McCoy, one of the things that we should remember is he ended up having a lot of success with The Hobbit. Absolutely. And it was in those movies he played one of the wizards in that. He was, and you know, one of the things I really enjoy a lot. I and I think uh, back in the eighties for. A lot of people in the UK, they weren't very thrilled with Sylvester McCoy being the doctor. They Mm. just thought that the series – we talked about it yesterday. The series kind of losing the thread, losing its way. I never thought that myself. I love that era. I love everything about it. But there are some things that he wasn't super strong with acting-wise. And now Mm. you watch years later in like The Hobbit and other things and it's like – he, he's he's acting along the likes of uh, you know Ian McKellen and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's he he's really come into his own, and it's mm-hmm. been really uh, incredible to see that journey. I mean, he, and I've seen him so many times over the years. He is a ball of energy, and he is a great human being. It, it, it's this is okay. So if you don't know the show, just really quick for you out there, it's a show based in Britain. Nineteen sixty three, it debuts. It's for the most part had a pretty continuous existence. It was off the air for a few years in the early '90s. They did a movie with Paul McGann, came back. Yep. Christopher Eccleston took over as the Ninth Doctor. We are currently at the Fifteenth Doctor. We now. are. Um, when you talk about this, it, it also brought in one. It, there are some classic science fiction tropes that came out of this show. The greatest one is the regeneration that at, yeah. when I, when the actor themselves says, "You know what? I've done this for three, four years. I want to get out." They gave the Time Lords that they play, the Doctor is a Time Lord, this great out which they can regenerate into the next character. It is one of the greatest gimmicks of all time, and it's worked pretty well. Um, I I would make an argument. Sylvester McCoy's problem was not himself. It was was, uh, was, uh, Colin Baker, the sixth Doctor. I mean I think that one just missed, Mm -hmm. especially coming after the fifth Doctor. Um, It just – it was – I understand what they were trying to do. Yeah, sometimes you, you you make you know you make you know Johnny loves Chachi and it just doesn't work you know <laughs> right. so and it just it just didn't work and a McCoy I thought I, I think that show would have been off the the air earlier if not for as good as Sylvester McCoy was in that role yeah I mean he he really held his own and you know a little his very quick history on uh, British television uh, they they the BBC put Doctor Who, they changed it from a Saturday night, moved it to during the week up against one of the biggest soap operas on the opposite channel, ITV Coronation Street. Yes. And uh, it certainly didn't beat it, but it certainly held its own against it, which was, you know, like, I, I, there was a point that the BBC wanted to be done with the show, but Doctor Who fans and, and the public, they still they still would watch it. It was never as successful as, say, Ratings-wise, like the Tom Baker years or whatever mm-hmm. else, but it was still holding its own. And it's truly that uh, wonderful combination of having a series that can be literally about anything. Mm-hmm. It could be literally about anything. And that's when I get confused when you have people who are watching the new stuff now. They may not like it for whatever reason, and that's their deal. But they're like, I'd, I need to get back to proper Doctor Who there is no uh, such. There is no. You know such as well thing. as I know what that's kind of really about is that it's there are people they they with Jodie Whittaker the Thirteenth Doctor they basically regenerated into the first non-white male Doctor 
and yeah. and I think that there are just it's it's kind of one of those things that you know it, it's it you you've got to kind of get over that hump because the entire concept of it equals that yes at some point here it's not going to be a white man if you're going to just regenerate them. well and that's just it i mean the show is about inclusion yes it's, it's always been regardless of people want to if they want to close their minds to that at that time or not you know you think back to a story called the 10th planet and uh there there's some astronauts in place in its space and the the head astronaut he was black and that's groundbreaking for that period of time and even the actor who played him it's just like i I thought that they wanted me to play like some menial role and they had me as the like the lead astronaut mm-hmm. in space. That's what Doctor Who has always I think been at its core. Mm-hmm. And that's what it continues to need to be and and it thre- I think it threatens some people when when you know you have someone like uh in the in those specials those tenant specials you have Rose who's a trans person and that threatens people for whatever reason and that's their problem because you have this amazing character who, whether they like it or not, we're going to see more of her in some form in the Hooniverse. Well, and it's also kind of the understanding of when they've had the, the best showrunners of that show, and I think of any show. I mean, we'll go back. Let's go to Star Trek too. I mean, the, the, yeah. the whole concept of Uhura that was yeah. that was groundbreaking at it the sure time. Was. And and the reality is is that it was you know, there was someone there, and it looks kind of I hate saying it, it looks kind of pathetic because it's still the one. One black person on the show at that point, <laughs> yep, but at the same yep. time, even putting one on yep. was considered a monumental task. And and so you, the fact that the, the better showrunners of Doctor Who kind of at times sat back and said, "Well, if we're talking about the future, what is the future?" And 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 I think that's one of the great things about the show is it, it goes back in time, it goes it does history things, but it also does great solid science fiction, and I think it's been fantastic. So and once again, for for people out there that are, are may not be a Doctor Who fan, I encourage you to go watch it. it. I think it's good. It's now streaming on Disney Plus here in the United States, which I think is a huge deal. It the is. fact that it's now being included in a major streaming service. I mean, the BBC America was carrying it here for a while. Their player just never really took off. So, you know, when you're looking at it, it's it's on one of the better streaming services, which is, I think, important element of it. Very much so. And, and you know, the thing about that, too, if you look at, you know, what is going to happen, this is fact just like Marvel, Star Wars, it's going to have it's going to have its spinoffs, and mm. there, there's one that we're hearing about now that has to do with Silurians and Sea Devils. Mm. That uh, we don't know anything else other than that, and that's going to start shooting in March. Mm. And that's the great thing about it. There's so much, and it, the brand is now called the Hooniverse. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, it took off when when they they when they relaunched it back in the early 2000s. Christopher Eccleston was there for one season. David Tennant was where it went nuts. Yeah. Then Matt Smith, and then in, in similar casting, I mean, whoever brought in Matt Smith after Tennant was a genius because yeah. that was good. Especially his second season was as good as it gets. Uh, Capaldi was the the was the twelfth uh, Doctor. Um, then they went to, with Jodie Whittaker, and I thought she did a fine job. I especially liked her first season. I thought they had some real ten pole episodes in that one, and the idea they brought back David Tennant. Who you know? We're really getting nerdy on you here. He's no longer the tenth Doctor. He became the he became the fourteenth Doctor. That's right. Uh, but he, he, as you know, the same guy 
with the same companion. That's what we're in right now. They went. He did three specials, which were all excellent. Yes. The 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 last one with they brought back the toy maker. Yes. That was as good as it gets. And and as someone as myself who studies British television and uh, is a historian of it, everything to do with uh, uh, John uh, John Logie Baird with the television uh, signals at the beginning being factual, about as factual as you can get. Yeah. I love that. Um, and the toy maker was fantastic doing a dance to the Spice Girls. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, I mean, it needs to be said that Neil Patrick Harris uh, played the doctor once before mm-hmm. as Doogie Howser. When did he do that? Yeah, he, he, uh, Neil Patrick Harris was fantastic as the toy maker. He played it perfectly. He yeah. played it perfectly. Yeah. They regenerated. Now we have the 15th Doctor, and for the first time, we have an African-American Doctor. Who, who was he? What show was he on over there? Was it Coronation Street? Was no, he was, he was on uh, special education. Uh, and he's, oh, he's that's a, right. He's Rwandan right. and Scottish, and uh, Shudi Gatwa. Is uh, is his name, and uh, we were ta- you and I were talking about it just yesterday. How amazing! From the moment he takes the screen, he's just he's just vibrant, and he is full of life, and he's just wonderful. You have to do it right, and I think they have an opportunity whenever they do that regeneration to introduce the new Doctor. They have an opportunity to really set it off. I think going back, and nothing against. I don't want to necessarily beat up on. Um, Colin Baker, but when he came on and he was this uptight and angry kind of person yeah. that just didn't resonate. Yeah, it doesn't mean that that wouldn't have happened. Um, you know, it, it, it's you know, and and it just is. It just doesn't resonate. They, I think, they did the absolute perfect thing. This guy is the happy jumping around like a sprite on that in that show. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes. I just think that people who uh, – and fans, we, we're very specific. We're very, we like things in its little boxes and stuff watching it. I think you just have to enjoy it. For those who are just like, well, I didn't like this about him. I don't like it. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great – I think it's going to be a great ride. I think it is too. I, I've, I've always – you know, there are people out there who's like, nerd alert. And the reality is this is I want to just – fandom is an interesting thing. For many years, people criticized – Star Wars fans and Star Trek fans and Doctor Who fans, and they criticize fans of any television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or yeah. we could run the Angel that they did, and and they they or, or Friends or anything like this. They criticize you because you get into a pop culture thing. But the same people criticizing you have uh, you know put purple face paint on every Sunday. They they've got <laughs> uh, they've got a, a, an entire room in their house decked out in purple and right. gold. They they they've got 15 different shirt Viking shirts. They've got a purple car. Their their coffin is going to be Viking themed. You know, and they yet they look at us as like, "Boy, you're kind of a loony fan." Yeah, no, I I'm not I mean, I think that there there's nothing wrong with fandom. It's easy to vilify it. But at the same time, I don't think that there's any difference between being a fan of a football team, a baseball team, of Doctor Who, or anything like this. You, you found something you resonate with and you enjoy. My kids, we watched together, the, in which I cannot believe I was able to do that with my young kids. The 10th Doctor, the 11th Doctor, we talk about those episodes yeah. still. I think that there is something that if you have something like that and you have a fandom – it creates great family. You create more fans. And in, in the same sense as I like the Vikings because my dad watched the Vikings. Yeah. I love the Twins because my dad watched the Twins. 
I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And I think that you, when you get something that's gone 60 freaking years, man, yeah. that is just amazing that you can kind of till that kind of earth. And I brought, I brought a friend in uh, at the, with the first of the specials, uh, The Star Beast, on Disney+. Plus, and I just wanted to get her reaction watching it with her because to many, Disney+, Plus would be the first time they've seen Doctor Who. Was it hard to follow? Did you understand what was going on? And she's like, no, this is really easy. So I, and I say that for those who want to check it out in Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 60 years, but it's also, you can jump in and you can pick it up. It's not difficult. It's, it's eye, good eye candy. It's very well made. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, I love Tenet much more this time around than the first time around, actually. Uh, I think this was an amazing portrayal of that character. That second episode they did that, that with them and Donna Noble just on the yeah. spaceship, that yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. That was – because that's just quality acting. Uh, if you want to take someone back, go to the second season of Matt Smith with Nixon in the, the oh, moonshot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there's a there's a preview of something there when Matt Smith says, you know, not the worst, not the worst, uh, not, not, you know, not the best uh, president. And they're referring to Nixon and he goes, yeah, and it's almost like he's saying he knows what's coming down the line in 2016. <laughs> Uh, so uh, once again, the, the, we have a, so if you see Doctor Who fans, you're at the Mall of America this weekend. Uh, you're seeing people that have got long scarfs, yeah, uh, or, yeah. Or, or basically uh, they're skinny man in sneakers. Uh, if you see any of that, that's that's what's going on. When is that the the, uh, the, the, the convention running from? So the convention runs from uh, uh, Friday to Sunday, and uh, you can go to council-room.com and also Council Room on Facebook, and you can uh, still get tickets like day or day passes, weekend passes, I believe. So mm. and you can see all the stuff. And I, I'm just gonna say real fast, I've been to many conventions around the world, mm-hmm. and Council Room is uh, such a unique one in the sense that the the amount of detail goes in to making this uh, a, a great convention. I, I get upset that they don't advertise themselves a little bit more to uh, really share out uh, the the work that their their people are putting into it. If you have a chance to check it out this week and do so. Your favorite all-time story from Doctor Who. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I got to put you on the spot. Uh, I, I, got two, I got two off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's cheesy, but uh, it's because it's so early in my watching of Doctor Who, the five doctors. Okay. <laughs> Where they basically uh, they, they, Tom Baker wasn't really there for most of it. They as, used a wax figure of him as a young as a young kid. They in their, they put footage in of something I've never seen before in my life. I had no idea, yeah. no idea whatsoever. Um, Horrifying Rock. Oh well, yeah. God, come on, man. That's as good. That's, That's Fourth Doctor. But you want to get one modern? What's the name of the uh, the Weeping Angels uh, with Carrie Mulligan? Oh, that's uh, uh, Blink. Blink, that's right. Blink, and then also for me, The Doctor Falls. We're talking mm-hmm. about that, uh, the, la- the second to last of the Capaldi episodes. Yes, yes. With the two masters. That's right. Uh, if you get the chance, watch Blink, because if, if for no other reason, it will help you understand the entire time travel issue oh, yeah. with this, because no other episode kind of lays it out better for you, especially considering from Carrie Mulligan, who is going to get nominated for another Oscar yep. this year yep. for Maestro. Uh, she is magnificent as all of us trying to figure out what the heck is this all about. It, that Blink is a brilliant episode. It's lovely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and once again, what do you got on tonight? I have on Debbie Romero. She's going to do one question reading. She's a evidential psychic. 
Okay. It's going to be fun. All righty. Nothing about 10 – I mean, heck, let's – you know, if there, if there are 10-foot-tall supermodels running around Miami, I think you and I need to take our shows on the road <laughs> right, to Miami. Right, right. <laughs> I'm going to go back upstairs and talk to Chad about it. So <laughs> <laughs> We might be live on the road here soon. Uh, Greg Bach and Ghost Box Radio tonight. Make sure you're here for that. Let's take a break. Wrap up the show. And when we do return, it is the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.